I'm Nadia Felsch, anti-diet nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. Today, I am thrilled to be diving into something that I see time and time again as kind of the start of folks feeling better in and about their bodies. So we're going to be diving into six reasons why pursuing health-promoting behaviors may feel hard. It is incredibly common, it's so common, for folks to tell me how it feels like they are doing everything wrong. I know I should eat more veggies, but I don't. I should exercise, but I never end up doing it. I know that meditation is good for me, but it's also something that I don't have time for. It's another thing I don't have time for. And whilst all of this is really normal, it's just not the full story. It's quite black and white. So let's dive in to these six reasons. And hey, maybe you want to take some notes. Maybe you want to write down some insights that you have about your own experience as you are listening along and that you could explore and kind of process later on. So reason number one why pursuing health-promoting behaviors may feel hard is that let's kind of talk about exercise. So exercise or movement might have been used as a weapon essentially against you. Maybe exercise or movement has actually only ever been about weight loss, about your body needing to be fixed about changing your body. And I have seen this countless times over and over again, we're way back to someone's childhood. Movement has never been fun or playful or beneficial. And in fact, they really only learned about it from a perspective of manipulation of their their size and their body. Or there might be one added layer where, oh, okay, I know it's good for me. And maybe sometimes I notice that, but that's that's kind of lost in the weeds because really there is a, a possibly very painful experience of where movement has felt like non-welcoming, maybe actual places that, that you've gone to have been non-inclusive you know, violent in some capacities against you existing there or fitting in there. And for so many human beings, movement has been a weapon against you. So that is reason number one why, therefore, going and launching into movement is not going to be this exciting, exhilarating, playful experience because there's a whole heap of really hard stuff that sits there. So reason number two is you have felt shame in your body. Maybe you have been made to feel unworthy in your body. Your body should be a different one, a different ability, a different look, a different color, a different size. And you've internalized that messaging. You believe that. And so why why this is so painful and also so important is that at the core, it doesn't feel like your body is one worth looking after or respecting You know, you might say things like, once I get to this weight, once I can fit into X clothing, then then I can look after myself. And in the meantime, I'm going to do everything I can to get to that, which 
possibly and very likely doesn't look anything like pursuing health and is possibly incredibly traumatizing in and of itself. So if you have been made to feel like your body is not good enough, the idea of looking after it just to look after it is possibly a very hard to process concept. And that is something that I see and hear about a lot. And I also see and hear it change. So reason number three is really about your dietary pattern or specific foods. So you might feel as very, very many people do that say fruit and vegetables feel like being on a diet. They feel like, you know, maybe for you, those foods or eating those foods has always been associated or mostly associated with restriction, with being, you know, on the wagon, dieting, weight loss attempts, weight watches, calorie counting, my fitness pal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have, they have filled a place that feels shitty. And I want to be clear, none of those concepts, restriction, weight loss, dieting, they don't own fruit and vegetables. They don't own foods that we commonly associate with being really nutritious. That in and itself is a little bit of a rabbit hole of problematic thinking. But for now, let's just keep it surface level that when you think of eating broccoli, you might think of that as, why would I eat that if I could just eat chips? They're way yummier. And if that's your instinct, and by the way, I don't love broccoli, so I'm actually going to say chips are yummier. (laughs) That's probably a terrible example. But okay, let me give you another example. I have a client who just this week shared with me that she felt like eating an orange because an orange felt like play food. And that was really a whole new experience because in the past, she would have only thought that play foods were things like chips and chocolate and ice cream, the ones that we say apparently are not nutritious. And now that's not true, but that's what diet culture tells us. We can't eat those on the diet. We can't eat those when we're trying to lose weight. We can only eat the oranges and the bananas. And now... Now that feels different for her. But if you're in a place where that is feeling inherently like you are trying to diet, therefore, when you go to eat those foods or you plan to eat those foods, that's why it can feel hard. So reason number four, we're over halfway here, is you don't feel connected to your body. You don't feel connected to the sensations that your body is experiencing, the signals that it is sending you with those sensations your own needs, and your preferences might actually feel really unfamiliar, but also untrustworthy. So let's kind of talk about a really common one that that folks love to kind of have a bit of a, a giggle about, me too. You know what it feels like in your body to need to pee, right? You know it. You absolutely know it and you trust it and you don't doubt it. So say you're going on a road trip and (laughs) I'm the person, by the way, that needs to wee every five seconds. It just is, and that's just what it is. I know what that feels like. And if I'm in the car with some friends or family, maybe that they eye roll because they don't want to stop, but I can guarantee you that nobody, well, I shouldn't guarantee that, but possibly very few people would question me. But I wonder what that feels like if you say you're hungry. Do you trust it? Do you trust what it is to feel satisfied from certain foods and the differences that that feels like? What about when you aren't kind of feeling your best? 
You might have low mood. You might have low energy. Do you know the things that your body is is trying to communicate to you? So not only might that feel really kind of discombobulated and a bit vague for you to identify what all of those things are, it also feels very untrustworthy. You might find it really easy to say, oh, no, I'm not hungry. I'm thirsty. Oh, no, I'm not hungry. It's not it's not lunchtime. So it's not feeling connected why therefore pursuing honoring your body is going to feel really hard. So reason number five is that whatever health promoting behavior you're looking at isn't centered on you. You know, it's green smoothie Instagram nonsense. It's running a 10K, but you hate running. It's going to meditation and you're really mistrusting of it or not interested in it, but, you know, so-and-so says it's great for you. By the way, it is great. None of these things are problematic. I want to be clear. Green smoothies, I got no beef with. 10K runs, I got no beef with. Meditation, I love. But they have to be centered on you. And what we absolutely, like, are, are conditioned to believe because of diet culture is that you also need to be doing all those things at the same time in one day to be healthy. So not only are they not centered on you and you didn't choose them and they're probably not even possibly that interesting to you, now there's this entire pressure to be a certain way. And this is actually like the cult aspect of diet culture. So that's why it's therefore going to be hard to maintain because you're probably not even that interested in it, but you think you're meant to be because so-and-so at work is, Susan, Karen, Karen's into the green smoothie, so you got to be no, nonsense. And reason number six, the final reason why pursuing health-promoting behaviors could feel hard for you is that your nervous system is dysregulated. You are chronically stressed. You are in survival mode. You are spent. So, you know, you, you are thinking, hey, if I go for a walk every day, I know that's going to be good for me. And actually, maybe I even know it feels quite good for me. But you don't have the capacity for that because there is so much going on in your immediate existence in your body that you don't have the resources and capacity to commit to that, to make that happen, because that actually is just too much. And all of these reasons are why healthy behaviors and pursuing health promoting behaviors can feel hard. I'm, I'm going to actually say maybe they can actually feel quite paralyzing to even begin with. Where do I start? It's like something that you say, I'll do that one day. I'll get it together one day. And that day never comes. And in the meantime, what's worse is actually that you are beating yourself up so much. So what you need is self-compassion. You need to give yourself love. And I'm going to be really, really transparent that 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 possibly right now is the, that could feel like the hardest, hardest thing to access. Because again, the internalized messaging that you have is something more like, well, you didn't get it together. You're a piece of dirt. Except A, that is not even remotely true. And B, how is that helpful? Like truly, efficiently, valuably speaking, crapping on yourself is never helpful. It never gets you where you want to go. We need to try something else. So from a practical perspective, what would you say to someone that you love who feels like you do right now? Can you offer that to yourself? Because you do deserve that. You absolutely deserve that. 
And if you do want to pursue health-promoting behaviors, which is most interesting to you? Which is most exciting to you? Which feels attainable? And what support would help you to get there? So if you found this exploration helpful, please feel free to go ahead and send me a message over on Instagram because I hang out there a lot and tell me one thing inside of this podcast that helped you. I would love to hear. The next episode is actually going to be quite connected to this one. I haven't really done that before. It's going to be diving into this obstacle, this kind of concept of why this could be hard for you from another intersecting lens that's addressing a very big impact and also something that's really not understood by most folks and why essentially, therefore, radical self-care is at the core of food and body freedom. So really, I'm going to be expanding on that final reason, reason number six of your nervous system being dysregulated and where that all fits in here. For all of the links and notes from this episode, head to my website, which is nadiafelsch.com forward slash podcast, or you'll find the link in the podcast player that you're currently listening on. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.